This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, the 20th of January. Corey, happy Friday. Um, Yeah, happy Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Friday to you, too. Um, how are you going to celebrate? Uh, I'm going to celebrate by going home after work and not coming back for two days. That does sound nice. And it's, it's, a, it's a nice little pick-me-up. I'm really treating myself this week. When you put it that way... Great choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I had a girls basketball game last night. Did you? Mid-state conference girls basketball. Staples Motley hosting Detroit Lakes. Lakers come away with a 47-30 to victory in it. Grace Gunderson led all scoring. She had 13 points for the Lakers. And uh, defensively, Detroit Lakes was just um, bothersome, I think is the right word. They sure. were... Um, not necessarily hands and passing lanes uh, bothersome, but like they would uh, like a one three one three quarter court trap, uh, full court three quarter court press, and they would trap just across um, uh, center court, mm-hmm. and that was you know that was just enough where it was um, if if you weren't sure of your ball handling, they would find ways to get their hands on the ball and they did a really good job like in pursuit. If you were able to bust it a little bit, they'd chase you down from behind and knock the ball out and and uh, just thought played really good defense in that game. Sure. Overall, the shooting wasn't great from either team, I think, but that's probably um, as much to do with Good, you know, decent defense, decent effort on the defensive end from each of the teams also. And 47 to 30, right? That's not like the most high-scoring game anybody's ever seen in the history of the world. So uh, uh, the Lakers on the road and a defensive effort, I think, first and foremost, helped them pull out a nice conference victory. If you can believe it, CJ, it was only the second conference game of the season for either of those teams. We're halfway through the schedule. It's... Yeah, it's an interesting one because especially with how wonky the schedule got in December with games getting moved back and forth for weather, uh, it's been a weird month of January for some of these teams to catch up. And like you said, two conference games uh, is just a weird thing to have as we're 20 days into January. So Detroit Lakes is now 1-1 one and one in conference play. The Cardinals fall to 0-2 in mid-state conference play. All right. So last night over on the Superstation, Dan and Jamie had Wadena Deer Creek hockey. And through two periods, uh, listening to the game uh, last night, the Wolverines were in the right spots. They were able to make some plays, but I mean, just they weren't able to get the puck through the net. And that's obviously something you need to do. Like in basketball, you can run, you can be running great plays, you can be making the plays you need to make, but if you can't get the ball to go in the hoop, it's going to be a little bit of a rough time for the Wolverines in the first two periods. That's what it, <laughs> that's what it felt like. They ha- there was a uh, time I shouldn't laugh at that, but that you delivered that a little like in South Park when they say if you French fry when you're supposed to pizza, pizza, you're gonna, gonna have, have a bad time. Because <laughs> what's the important thing? <laughs> Having a good time. time. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. I mean, as simple as that, but the Wolverines, I think they had a scoring opportunity where the goalie lost his stick and, like, was backwards, and they had a shot, and for whatever reason, it got, like, stuck 
in the goalie's pad inadvertently. So, like, the luckiest opportunity and then the luckiest play on the other end for Northern Lakes. Uh, and then there was another play that was similar to that. But then in the third period, Wadena Deer Creek turned it around. They got, all of a sudden, the third period started, Dan Jamie on the call, and then all of a sudden I hear Dan yell, goal for the Wolverines. I'm like, oh, hey, there we go, on the board. We got ourselves a little, little hockey game here tonight. And then within, like, another minute, all of a sudden, the Wolverines tied the game, and then a few minutes later, they took the lead, having three unanswered goals in the third period Yikes! to take the lead, and then uh, a power play goal by Northern Lakes let them tie the game late with like under five minutes to go. So the Wolverines and the Lightning go into overtime, where Wadena Deer Creek lost on Tuesday night up in Park Rapids in OT, have a chance to redeem themselves, and they did that. Uh, with uh, Aaron Sutherland's goal uh, late, or uh, in overtime rather, to give them the victory, and a, and a big victory as well uh, for that team. Playing with the sophomore backup goaltender did the Wolverines and were able to hold through, and uh, just a nice overall win for them, and I'm looking forward to talking with Coach Woods for Wolverines Weekly to, to kind of get his vibe on that uh, overtime win. Yeah, mid, that was a mid-state conference matchup. The... Um, uh, Northern Lakes one spot in front of Wadena Deer Creek in those conference standings, so that was a big time matchup. And and they're uh, going to meet in a couple weeks, so that'll be a fun little one. As yeah, well. that was that was a that's a that was going to be a huge victory for either team. And the fact that it went to overtime is pretty cool. That's yeah. kind of what high school sports is all about, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's been the fun part uh, of that. But there you go. There's our uh, there's our high school sports recap from last night. I like the uh, I like the recap. I like the good vibes that you get from high school sports. Let's um let's stomp out the flames on some on a, on a bad thing. Yeah. Let's let's uh, go right to it. So the Vikings. Uh, fired Ed Donatel in a move, uh, like you said, Corey, surprises no one. Yeah, there were uh, the defense was not good. In Ed Donatel's defense, the defense has not been good. It's not like he took over a juggernaut on the he defensive side He didn't take over the, the 2017 ball. Vikings. He took over the 2021 Vikings defense. Yeah, and... Um, I think it probably could be argued. I haven't compared apples to apples mm -hmm. numbers from um, last season's defense to this season's defense, but I can tell you that this season's defense was 28th in points allowed and 31st in yards allowed. Remind remind me, CJ, how many teams are in the NFL again? There are 32 NFL teams, and keep in mind one of them was the Chicago Bears, who are not even trying. So that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Your bottom four at best mm -hmm. in in those two categories. Um, uh, much like you said um, in hockey and in basketball, it's very important to put the ball in the hoop, to put the puck in the net. One of the other really important things in all sports is stopping the other team from doing that thing. And the Vikings were bad at doing that thing. They were really bad at keeping the other team out of the end zone. They were the epitome of the SpongeBob meme where, where uh, they're like – where the Vikings fans will be like, all right, let the other team have it. And the Vikings are like, you can have it. And that's in terms of their defense. Like, all right, let, let them have a defense. They're like, all right, you can have all the yards you want. You can have all, you can have some points. Like, you know, just 
dink and dunk. Like you said, Ed Donatel was put in a bad spot, yep. or not an ideal spot, but I think what separates personnel from, from coaching is the fact of that there were still some talented players on this defense that were just not being used right. Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith going in coverage. Uh, Eric Kendricks being asked to backpedal and backpedal and backpedal, and as he put, gets closer to 30, and I believe is past the age of 30 now, uh, backpedaling and then having to run 15 yards the other way to go tackle a running back who's 28 years old. That's not an ideal situation, 26 or whatever is how old Saquon Barkley is. That's not an ideal situation to put your players in. And there was a quote after the Detroit Lions game where somebody asked Donatel point blank, is it the personnel or the players? Or like, is it, per- is it, the is it, uh, is it scheme or execution? I think was the way they worded it. So like, is it your fault or is it the players? And he said, well, it's the execution. It's the player's fault. And I think that's when you know that uh, things probably, if you're a coach blaming your players, that's probably not the most ideal spot to, to put yourself in. So Donatel, uh, not great when he's being compared to World War II generals on uh, on social media that declared war on the world. So I, not, a, not a great spot. I, you know, when what's interesting is, and this is this is kind of the the fun gray area of coaching is when you're asked is it the scheme or is it the execution of the scheme and your answer is execution of the scheme there is some truth to that this team did not execute that scheme well at no. all as a matter of fact they executed it to the tune of 28th in points allowed and 31st in yards allowed have we mentioned that yet have we mentioned have you guys known how bad this vikings defense is i mean and now all- one of the important things in this is that one of the reasons they didn't execute it well is it probably wasn't suited for them. No, it wasn't. And now that's not on Ed Donatel. That's probably on Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi Dofo-Mensa for keeping around. What What was the point? And we've mentioned this all season long, Corey. What was the point of bringing back Harrison Smith, a blitzing safety, a guy who loves to get up in the box and create havoc? What was the point of keeping him around at the expensive price tag if you were just going to tell him to just go run to the parking lot? What was the point of just having him be a cover two safety? You can find anybody to be a cover two safety at that rate. So that's like, what was the point of bringing him back? What was the point of having a couple other of these guys who are suited in a four, three base defense to put them in, in, but Zimmer's scheme that has a lot of man-to-man coverage and the linebackers and some of the corners are suited for that. Why keep those guys around if you're going to make them play heavy zone, which they haven't done their entire careers? Yeah, it it was, it was tough. And, I mean, whatever. The, I, I, uh, there was a really funny. Uh, uh, it was shared last night on the Superstation Facebook page. The the press release that Donatel was being relieved of his duties, and and um, um, I think I think you posted it. What was your comment? I, uh, I said that didn't take long. That didn't take long. And one of the comments in return was, "Didn't take long. It should have happened six weeks ago." And <laughs> that guy is correct, by and, the way. And it's it's very very funny because we all kind of thought it, but also like I mean, I get that why it didn't. That's just not really a thing that in the first year to let somebody go halfway through. Um, in Ed Donatel's defense, the defense was bad a season ago. They were. They were also bad this season. It just seemed to not be a good fit between players and coaching. And what will be interesting to me now is is what do you do? The, the firing of Donatel seems to imply that the players are around again. 
Like you're gun like Harrison That's, Smith is I'm there I yeah. know there's some wiggle room, but like like No, I agree. You like can't you can't fire the coach and release all of the players, can you? You might have to. That's the right the right answer is you need to gut the defense and build it from the ground up. But the Vikings did the same thing with Zimmer. Get the bad man out of here and everything will be fine. And things got better, don't get me wrong. But there were still the holes in the roster still showed themselves. And that's something the Vikings can't just go, Donatel, the bad man is gone. Now this defense is going to be good. They're going to have to make some decisions, Corey, because the Vikings currently are $24.5 million over the salary cap. So they have to clear $25 million at least just to be able to sign free agents. All right, pick your favorite two. Let's do this because okay. i got to run. It's a game we like to call called... Uh, cut, extend, or keep. Okay. And so here you go, Corey. Uh, Harrison Smith. Um, I think you. Uh, I think. I think extending him is fine. It'll it'll take a little money off the back. You're probably going to bring somebody in to accommodate his skills a little more, and he's playing free safety. Like that's you can you can play that particular position a little while longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah extending him's fine. I'm fine with that. Okay. How about Eric Kendricks? Uh, if you're gonna do what you did this year, you might as well you might as well cut ties. If you're gonna change the system and let him do what he does best, I'm also fine extending him. I just I'm I'm emotionally invested in those guys. I I I really really like them as players. But if you're gonna do what you did this past season, next year, there's no point in keeping them around. Yeah, I think I think you got to cut both of them. I think that's the answer in all this. Yeah. So, all right, Corey, give me your playoff picks. Uh, or, uh, Kansas me. City over Jacksonville, Cincinnati over Buffalo, Philadelphia over the Giants, and San Francisco over Dallas. All right, there goes Corey with his picks. I agree. You got to. I think you got to. Cut bait with Kendricks for sure. Harrison Smith, you might ask to restructure a contract or maybe try and get an extension worked out, but does he want to? Does he want to play in this scheme? I think Harrison Smith, based on reports, is kind of frustrated of how this season went for him and uh, for what his role was and what he had to do. So I think you got to cut Kendricks, and I don't want to part with Harrison Smith. I love Harrison Smith. He's a leader of the secondary. He's smart. He's been around forever. He's he's a Hall of Famer, I think, in my mind. I emotionally want to keep him around, but I also would understand the argument for cutting him. So lastly, here are my playoff picks for the weekend. I think the Eagles are going to beat the Giants, and I think the 49ers are going to beat the Cowboys. I think I want to pick Jacksonville to upset Kansas City, but Andy Reid, when he has a bye week, is really good. Uh, Kansas City over the Jaguars and Bills Bengals. This one's tough. Uh, because both teams, it's a rematch. There's a lot of emotional stuff on the line. That'll be the most exciting game of the weekend. I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals pull it out. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, January 20th.